Welcome to My Turn Podcast, a gaming podcast hosted by extra competitive siblings. My name's Jem and I'm joined by my littlest sibling, Erim. How are you doing, Erim? Hello, everyone. I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? You all good during this lovely pandemic? Oh, the never-ending pandemic. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, It's literally like a lingering fart, isn't it? It just will not go away. That's a very good analogy, Erim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is the Thank stench <laughs> of 2020 is lingering beyond its welcome and no amount of ventilating your room is going to get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in the furniture and everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the kind that gets in the fabric and <laughs> the upholstery. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, just to round up this year of ours in games, um, we thought we'd bring you a bit of an end of year, what we've enjoyed playing special. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we, for various reasons, uh, we're not made of money. We don't get sent games by anyone because we're not professional reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't only played new games this year so we've played a lot of older games so we're probably going to talk about games that weren't from 2020 that we've played in 2020 plus a few games that did come out in 2020 as well and I think we're going to do a top three is that right Erin? Yeah that is right so top 20 uh Sorry, I can't even speak English anymore. Top three <laughs> games that we've been playing during 2020. Is that Sorry. fart? Is that fart in the air? It's just getting down your throat. I oh, know it's distracting me. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. So yeah, we're going to be talking about our top three games that we've played, well, last year now. That's right. We're also going to do an honourable mention uh, of a game that we think is worth mentioning, even if it didn't make our top three. And to top things off, our biggest disappointment. Yay! <laughs> um, so if, like us, you're big games fans, but you're more the kind of people that would enjoy uh, a bit of a listen to a games roundup from casual gamers we're not games journalists this is just very no, no frills we're going to tell you what we think um we have reviewed some of the games that we're going to talk about today in previous episodes if we've done longer more detailed reviews we will direct you to that episode so you can listen to it but for today we're just going to do some nutshells about what the game is and why we liked it no spoilers um just to give you a bit of a flavor of what we've been playing and what we'd recommend Indeed. Let's get started. Yay! Shall I go first? Yeah, go on, Erin. So your number three okay. game of 2020. So my, um, my number three game is actually uh, the fourth in a series of games, The Sims. Oh! Number four. It was released in 2014 uh, by developers... Yeah. <laughs> developers <laughs> <What>? Maxis. <laughs> in studio. <laughs> Published by EA... And I've been playing it on the PlayStation 4 with my girlfriend. Oh, very nice. Do you know what, Erin? This is, this is, I mean, we don't see each other in real life anymore. And uh, I'm really surprised you've been playing this. I had no idea. Why? Do you not think you, it's my kind no, of No, you've never mentioned it. 
but you get to design and build your own houses and keep <laughs> little pet people. Digital <laughs> Honestly, house. okay, for a game. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. It's surprising how addictive it is when you start actually um, developing the houses. I think that's my favorite bit of the game. Mm. Uh, not so much looking after your sim as a character, but actually, uh, you know, sending them to work, getting money and then being like, oh, I'm going to spend it on this, this and this and this. Um, it's a nice game. And I think this goes with the theme that we've been talking about uh, in our recent podcast in that it gives you a sense of like escapism. Yeah. And the great thing about Sims is that you can actually go outside and not get in trouble with the police. So, you know, that's <laughs> always a bonus. And you can pretend you're going to a restaurant <laughs> and to the park. Remember that. Um, yeah, it's just a really easy uh, game to pick up and play. And obviously you've got your own way of playing it. You can um, choose like how you're going to play, whether you're going to be a bastard I've got like uh, my character that I've made is some blue alien man with a, a punk haircut. That's a bit of a ladies man. And he just keeps flirting with everyone. Honestly, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of this guy Please to put in the thumbnail. Do. He is beautiful. Have <laughs> but you all the been, ladies love him. <laughs> have you been getting involved with a bit of woo woo? Oh, yeah, woohoo, actually. Oh, woohoo, sorry. I, I even should know that because I did an episode uh, which you weren't there for, but with Sammy Hanna, the wonderful comedian. Oh, yeah. Sammy Hanna called woo-woo, woohoo, sorry, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so go back and check that out because Sammy does a really nice uh, review of Sims 4 and why she's obsessed with it. Uh, I think that mm. came out, yeah, 23rd of June, that episode. It's called woohoo. <laughs> so why would you yeah, recommend just, sims to people it's it's a nice light-hearted game and i think it's something you can enjoy with other people as well so what um both myself and my partner have been doing is switching uh the control over each day so every day in sims world we just switch over um yeah, it, it's quite humorous as well. They speak their own language. I think it's like called Sim Simgalish or something. Or Simoleon. <laughs> Some very odd language. And um, you don't know what they're talking about, but they're very expressive in their hand gestures. So you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Um, it's just a really nice family-friendly game that's easy to pick up uh, whenever you want a bit of es escapism and you want to just, you know, basically have a pet person and do whatever you <laughs> want with them. It's... It's nice. I mean, we don't have a pet, unfortunately. So we have Sims. <laughs> I've never heard it described that way, but I love it. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so that was your number three that you've played for the first time this year. Um, so mine, I guess. Indeed. And you... Yeah, um, your one. Let's hear. So I've kind of done two games per category because I've played enough games that came out in 2020, plus I've played... Mm. I've just played a lot of games, let's face it. Um, so I've I played, wonder why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unemployed Had actor, a lot of free I mean. Time? Yeah. Oh. Um, so uh, I've, I'm going to start with a game that I played for the first time in 2020 that actually came out in 2019. And I've done a full review of this game in our episode, Sentient Textiles and Corporate Catchphrases. And the game is The Outer Worlds. <laughs> I hey. I love this game and having since played a few other games since I finished this game, um, I realise how much I love it. 
Um, mm. It's a action RPG, first person, kind of space-based post-apocalyptic madness. Yeah. I, I love this game so much. As you say, it was beautiful escapism. It was really funny. Great writing, some great sort of like social commentary through kind of a bit of satire-y, pastiche stuff. Yeah. I just loved it. And and yeah, as I say, I've played a few other games since. And mm. um, I, I realised that the strength in this game is how concise it is. It's not a massive game, but you get what you mm. want from a big open world game, but like in 25 hours rather than 125 <laughs> hours. So you're not overwhelmed by how much you can do. That no. Game I yeah. loved it. Um, I should say it initially came out in 2019, uh, developed by Obsidian and Virtuos, and I played it on Xbox One. Um, it's mm. still on Game Pass, I think, if you've got an Xbox, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's into Fallout-type games or enjoys a kind of bit of space cowboy action <laughs> with some funny, witty dialogue. Uh, yeah, so that's my that's my number three of games I played for the first time in 2019. Um, and then my, yeah, my number three of 2020, sorry, games I played in 2020. Oh my God, my brain. Right, so. <laughs> it's the fart. It's, it's the, the lingering, lingering fart. Cue <laughs> <laughs> lingering fart sound effect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was tempted to just make one with my man, but uh, I'm going to be no, mature. No, you can add it on in post. It's fine. <laughs> 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 so this is a game that, again, came out not in 2020, but was released on the platform I play it on in 2020. So that kind of counts. And the game is Among Us. I'm going to do a more detailed review of this game uh, in the next few weeks. But Among Us, essentially, uh, it's, it's uh, developed by Inner Sloth. It's ported to Switch in 2020. I play it on Switch. Uh, and it is essentially Wink Murder in Space. <laughs> That's how I describe it. It's described as a social deduction game. Um, and it's an online yeah. mo multiplayer experience and it's a phenomenon. Everyone seems to be playing it. There are memes that are yeah. just everywhere. Uh, you know, there's politicians playing it, rock stars playing it. Like, everyone seems to be playing it. <laughs> the, the whole of the UK... You end up playing against these people. Yeah, if you're playing an open game and also you just get, you know, by word of mouth, people looking for players because you need a certain amount of players um, in order to play your levels. Like there's different amounts yeah. that you can set it to, but it's more fun if there's lots of you. So if you fill your room with 10 people, it's more fun. Um, but basically there's a bunch of crewmates. You're on a, a very kind of cartoony looking spaceship level uh, or a kind yeah. of snow base level. Like there's three levels. There's only three levels. And your job is to find out who the imposter or imposters are while also completing mm. loads of tasks because your base or spaceship is malfunctioning or just things need to be done. Like you need to just vent some leaves out of the air vent 
or you need to blast some asteroids. So that there's some quite, or you need yeah. to scan a credit card. Like there's just like the tasks are wonderful. What, um, what do you get from doing the tasks? Sorry, if is it like points or something to completing the mission? Kind of. So there's no points, but if you if the crew complete their tasks before they all die. Because there's a mur- there's murderers ah. basically your your imposter will go yeah. around murdering people. Yeah, I should have said that. Oh no, I said it's like wink murder. Yeah, it's like wink murder because you don't you know did who say it, is. it was wink murder. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, so you don't want to die before you complete the task. If you complete all your tasks, then you win and the imposters lose. Equally, if you yeah. you can suspect imposters, that's where this lovely sus I sus you has come from. If you've seen that. Anywhere on memes, there's memes everywhere with sussing. Um, basically, mm. you can suspect people and plead your case to the group, and you can eject crew members from the ship. And what you want to do is eject the imposters, but it doesn't always work out that way because it's good, it's a really fun bluffing game. But yeah, so that is okay. definitely my number three uh, of 2020 of games that basically came out in 2020 because no one had really. Not many people had heard yeah. of it or played it before then. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good, actually. Uh, a COVID-friendly wink murder where you don't have to be <laughs> in the same room <laughs> and in the same germ facility. Okay. All right. Back to me. Yes. What is your number two game that you played in 2020? So my number two game wasn't actually a video game. It's actually a board game. Uh, you got for me for my birthday, I think a few years ago, or was yeah. it Christmas? It was some sort of present related day. Uh, <laughs> so it is Lords of Waterdeep, which was- uh, I think pre- it was Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> present related day, they're the same thing. It's okay. Uh, it was released in 2012. The publisher was uh, Wizards of the Coast and was made by designers Peter Lee and Rodney Thompson. And the platform I've been using to play it on is the dining room table which is very good for board games. I like (laughs) Um, that. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So, obviously, there's there's six of us living in the household together. So, this game Mm -hmm. has become quite a popular one because I think you can have up to five or six players with it. So, this is kind of a resource-gathering, quest-completing strategy game. Oh, one of my favourites. I know you would absolutely love this. And um, your mission is basically to try and get as many victory points as possible. And you have um, about eight turns in the whole thing. And you have different characters that you can place on different uh, tiles, which will give you different resources or quests that allow you to get uh, more victory points. And yeah, basically your job is, is exactly that. Completing quests, building buildings, uh, playing these kind of like action cards, which are called intrigue cards, to try and um, I've, you can you can be a bit of a nasty bastard and attack <laughs> your uh, <laughs> attack your opponents, or you can be a bit uh, kinder and just like focus on completing quests and things like that. Or also you can be a building hoarder to get um, as many advantages as you can from other people landing on your buildings. If you build a building, everyone who goes on that, you actually get some sort of benefit back from it. So yeah, right. it's um, quite a fun game. It takes about one to two hours to play. Uh, mm-hmm. The rules sound more complicated than it is. And I, I, if you're a little bit put off by the fact that the rules are quite long-winded, 
I urge you to just give it a go or maybe watch on YouTube like an explanation of someone playing it through because I always find that's a lot better. And yeah, this game is so, so rewarding. I think this has be pretty much been played every week in our household. And um, typically my brother and his girlfriend have gone through all the cards and all the rules and worked out the best strategy so they <laughs> always win by like 100 <laughs> points or something. So yeah, if you're really into uh, your strategy, then this is 100% a great game for you and can be played by everyone. Would you recommend this for people who like Settlers of Catan? That kind of game. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to say, yeah, it's very akin to things like Settlers of Catan. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Or even more so, Ticket to Ride, oh, actually, yes. because you get the quests as well and you've got like different things that you could do to get extra victory points yeah it really reminds me of ticket to ride but um great i would say it's less yeah ticket to ride i think you you can really screw each other over big time whereas this is more about focusing on yourself and getting as many victory points as you can it's only rarely that you actually start to be a bit of a bastard and attack each other but yeah and paint yourself it's a good game it's and go around being a womanizer. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game. And I think pretty much everyone can, um, you know, take to it. It's not too complicated to play. Sounds fab. Um, for anyone who's Thank only you. listened to our Can't podcast to this year you. and is confused... We all, we used to always talk about games across all platforms, so board games, street games, escape rooms. Uh, but because of COVID, we're mostly just talking about online games or video games because COVID, but we mm. love all games. So, yeah, I can't wait to play a board game again. I'm so desperate. <laughs> I just live yeah, with one person. as soon as this is over, as soon as this is over, you should come around and play and oh. uh, just... Be amazed by how horribly good Bilen and Jen are at this. No, I just want to come over and play like a 36 hour board game marathon or something. <laughs> that would just make <laughs> no me so sleep, happy. Just board games. <laughs> just board games. Well, that's how we used to play Risk we'll at make uni. This you used to just leave these really? things on the board. Yeah, when we used to play Risk at uni, you used to just leave the, the game. And go yeah. to bed and then get up and carry on playing the game while still sort of a bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. So my um, number two game that I played for the first time this year is uh, another Switch game, which I... Well, it's not just on Switch, but I played it on Switch, uh, which came out in December 2018 uh, by Nomadis Studios. And that game is called Gri. Uh, G-R-I-S, <laughs> if anyone can't understand my diction. Um, I love this game. This was a sort of arty... In fact, it was in our arty Im- another arty immersive puzzle game um, episode, mm-hmm. which went out a few months ago, if you want to hear my full review. Uh, but, yeah, it's a really, really beautiful game. It's uh, described as a platform adventure, Um it's unlike anything I've ever played before. And if you like, if you're the kind of person who likes really beautiful, uh, artistic, sensitive, immersive games that will probably only take you a couple of hours to complete, go and check this out. It's an independent developer, um, really, really beautiful work and very moving mm. and lovely. 
Yeah, and um, really, really oh. nice game for the Switch. Uh, it is available on other platforms, but I, I recommend playing it on the Switch if you have one. Um, yeah, and then... Who do you rec- who? I was going to say, who do you recommend it for then? Anyone who likes like arty indie games um Mm. it's got a very loose it's not really a story it's not quite a puzzle game although you do have to work a few things out um it's yeah as i say it's described as a um uh action is it suitable for little people as well as adults yeah it's it's suitable for younger gamers for sure yeah um, I wouldn't. Know, I don't know if it's very interesting for very young gamers because it's not got anything that would tell you what to do or to take mm. you through in terms of narrative. But as I said, I've done a bigger review of this um, on our arty immersive puzzle game episode, so do yeah. check that out because I don't want to like repeat all my points. But really, really Fair nice. Enough. You can beat the game in a few hours. It's an experience you won't regret. Music's amazing. Design's amazing. It's gorgeous. That's all I'll say for that. But my number two game that came out in 2020 is a real surprise for me. Uh, It came out in November 2020, and it is Hyrule Warriors um, Age of Calamity. (gasps) And oh my God, it's amazing. It's so good. So this is... Really? I believe it's the second Hyrule Warriors game. Um, But the Age of Calamity is, is a... So it's a licensed product in that they've got the license from Nintendo. It's developed by Amiga Force, but they've got the license from Nintendo to use the characters and the storylines from the Zelda franchise, uh, specifically from... Mm. Breath of the Wild. And what this is, is the most surprisingly wonderful prequel you didn't know you needed. But it's amazing. <laughs> and it is, it's a hack yeah. and slash game. So it's all action. Amazing. I'm sold. Yeah. Oh, you'll lo- you would love this. It's a hack and I'm slash. I'm assuming that it's going to be, it's going to be kind of explaining the, the lead up to Breath of the Wild then. Is that correct? Exactly. So this is the oh. hundred years before. So before Link. So sorry, slight spoiler for Breath of the Wild, but literally the beginning of Breath of the Wild. And if you don't know this, then <laughs> where have you been? Um, but obviously Link wakes up uh, at the start of Breath of the Wild and he's been asleep for a hundred years. I think it's a hundred years, right? Um, so this is everything that happens. Exactly, but let's say a hundred years. That. That's a long time. Yeah. And look, I'm going to do a really detailed review on this game. It's so, I'm so surprised how brilliant it is. Like it's just gone straight into my top three of the mm. year. And there's some been, been some really good games I've played this year. But wow. If you like hack and slash games, um, definitely pick this up. If you like Zelda, definitely pick this up. If you like games like Super Smash Brothers even, definitely pick this up. Surprisingly yeah. good storytelling really really seamless kind of transitioning of everything from breath of the wild into this game i loved it highly recommend it wow fantastic <laughs> i really really want to play that because that is uh yeah like you said two of two of my favorite things really hack and slash and also i love zelda uh, i'll lend so, yeah, it to you days. once alex has played it i'll lend it to you it's, it's just fab it's really good i've got Ooh, very yes, few negatives um okay so erim oh 
exciting moment. My number one. Woo! So I've, I've only, only played this for a few days, but I love it already because I actually got it for Christmas. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla 2020. And um, hang sorry, on. Let me hang do on. the formalities. Hang on. Hello. Who bought it for you for Christmas? I don't know. I, I, I'm not quite sure. I think it was my mum. <laughs> oh, no, it was Jem. I love no, that it was two a very of your much games. appreciated present. Two of your games in your top three were bought yeah. for you by me. I'm the best big sister. I just wanted to say that. Sorry, well, continue with your... What can I say? You've, you've, you've got... You've got very good taste. We all know that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, PlayStation 4 is, is the platform I'm playing it on. It was made by Ubisoft uh, Montreal and has been re obviously released in 2020. So it's probably the only game really from last year that I actually played last year. Um, so yeah, if you love your Viking of uh, being an assassin <laughs> or raiding villages, this is your game. Um, Again, I, I, I'm not a big story person, so I have just been skipping through things because I just want to kill everything. Um, and it seems to be a game that allows you to do that and not get too immersed in stories. Um, yeah, so basically, you're a Viking. You need to go around the English countryside and kill everything and basically take over the UK. <laughs> of Britain. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm very early into this game, but I'm very much enjoying it. It is that kind of typical RPG where you can spend time investing in, um, like yourself and learning different skills. Uh, it's an open world game. So there's a lot to explore and you get rewarded for exploring because throughout the world, you find different resources that you can use to build up your, your like home camp. And that allows you to unlock different, uh, like rewards and perks or skills. Um, so, yeah, if, if you're an open welder like me and you love an RPG, I definitely recommend this. And plus, if you if, if anyone's watched Vikings, which uh, I'm a, a bit obsessed with ever since Game <laughs> of Thrones was a letdown, <laughs> you actually get to uh, meet the children of Ragnar Lothbrok in this. So, oh, yeah, wow. Definite recommend, rec yeah, definitely recommended for fans of Vikings and killing people. What about um, fans of the Assassin's Creed franchise? Do you think that this is, like, would you definitely play this if you played all the other Assassin's Creed games? I haven't really played all the other ones. I think the only other one I've really played is um, Black Flag. But yeah, if you're same. into the more historical <laughs> kind of uh, Assassin's Creed, I guess it would. And this is what I like. I think the franchise is doing well. Um, exploring, like, different time periods. And then also having their kind of like uh, Assassin Creed format in there throughout mm. these different time periods is interesting. So it's not just a regurgitation of the same game. Yeah. You know, every setting is different. And I'd love to explore some of the other ones, especially after Tim's podcast, where he said about, I think it was Assassin's Odyssey. Creed Odyssey. If you love your Greek mythology, you know, that's the kind of thing. And I'd like to explore, I think there's an Egyptian one that I'd like to play as well. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, if you if you like your if you like your classical history, then you know this is this is a kind of game that I think you'd very much appreciate. <gasps> Interesting. So what we're going to have to do, Erin, uh, before I give you my uh, top game, um, we do have to schedule a Assassin's Creed detailed review because I've also played it. 
So I think we'll do like oh. we did with Red Dead, where we actually both talk about the same game because <laughs> it's massive. Okay. <laughs> Let's just be clear. It's massive. Mm. <laughs> like, the yeah. game is so big. Um, so there's a lot to say. So we will definitely schedule that. Um, all right. Oh, I think that brings me to my top game of 2020. But as uh, we did this slightly differently. So my top game that I played for the first time in 2020, if you listen to the podcast, probably no surprise, uh, is Control. <laughs> so I played Control in January. It actually came out in August of 2019, uh, developed by Remedy Entertainment. So the wonder minds behind Alan Wake. Um, absolutely love this game. Highly recommend it. It's an action adventure with a brilliant story excellent quite challenging um gameplay a bit of puzzling really really imaginative setting and excellent stakes like the stakes are so high in this game it's brilliant um brilliant characters brilliant voice acting what can mm. i say was my favorite game that i played for the first time this year go and check it out. It's not for the faint-hearted, though. It's quite challenging. That's all I'll say. But do go and check it out. I played it on Xbox. Um, it's on all the things. It's even been ported to Switch now, but I wouldn't play it on that, I don't think. I don't think it can cope with how good the game looks and the action in the game. I just don't... I could be wrong, but I just would definitely play it on a, on a, on a console, a bigger console or a... a PC if you've got a decent PC. Um, okay, so my 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 actual top game of 2020 that came out in 2020. Do, do you want to guess, Ariel? Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Uh so I'm going to try and switch over my audio. I'm very sorry. I I'll do my best to chip in with the uh, Zoom audio. So, yeah, carry on. Okay, so my game of 2020 that came out in 2020 that I have put 255 hours of my life into. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> is none other than the fabulous... Animal Crossing's New Horizons. <laughs> it's just, I couldn't give it to anything else. It's just, it's the, the thing that has kept me sane this year. It's made me so happy. It fills me with joy every time I turn it on. It's given me new friends. I, I just yeah. love it. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't feel... How's your island getting along? Down a lot. My island's gorgeous in the snow at the moment. I need to redecorate it a bit because um, without all the Christmas stuff, or sorry, winter festival um, stuff up, it's it looks a bit bare. But yeah, I need to redecorate it. But it, I mean, what a gorgeous game. It. I don't know if it would have been as much of a thing had 2020 not been the disaster that, that it was. But as as it was, as a thing that happened in a really horrible year, Animal Crossing just lifted thousands and thousands, probably millions of people's spirits. And also it's a really well-designed game. 
and it's basically a digital doll's house, a bit like Sims. But you've yeah. got really the crafting, which is something that wasn't in previous Animal Crossing games, is like a lovely addition. It's just so sweet. It's so happy. It's tonic for the soul. <laughs> so go and play it if you just want to feel happy every day. <laughs> it is good. And I've, I've only played it briefly, but yeah, it's definitely, um, it's such a nice, peaceful game, isn't it? You can just... yeah every day and it's something you can come back to really easily as well isn't it and every day uh you can obviously uh like advance on what you're doing even further and it's just you 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 get rewarded for that uh persistence and consistency of visiting every day absolutely you? yeah you get little rewards and, and what's funny i didn't play it for about a month and then when i went back to it, i didn't realize this happened but um you kind of come out of your house and your hair's like massive <laughs> like you've got really bad bed hair and then when you go back into your house there's a cockroach because <laughs> you haven't been there yeah. for a while and you 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 have to squash the cockroach which i thought was a bit mean but yeah <laughs> or you could just leave it running around but yeah oh it's such a nice game so, Erin, uh, did you have any honourable mentions for games you've played in 2020? Yeah. I mean, it, it's going back to a series that I think I've spoken about pretty much more than anything else in, in the whole time I've been podcasting. It's Total War, and it's the second instalment in this series. And the reason why I want to mention it honourably is the amount of DLC and the amount of content that just keeps coming out for this game. It's like a completely different game from when I first started playing it. Um, so there'll be new factions that get released, new units, new game mechanics. Um, so like the most recent one that I started playing was um, as the, what are they called? The Tomb Kings, yeah, which is an undead army and operates in a completely different way to any other uh faction on this game and what i'm trying to say with with this is basically this game just seems to always throw you new challenges and new i really really think it should be it shouldn't be understated how fantastic this game is and how much um you know effort has gone into keeping it alive as long as possible and i'm really really excited for the third um installment in the series to come out um, and yeah, it's it's just honestly, I I think I your Animal Crossing hours, I think yeah. nothing. I've nearly done seven hundred hours. <gasps> too. Uh, but wow! It's the thing. Every faction is different within the fact different factions. You've got different characters who all have different perks or different starting places on the maps. So even just going through each campaign once, you could easily spend. You know. Um, like a best part of the year playing it and still yeah. having new things coming up. Uh, yeah, it's just a game that keeps on giving is what I wanted to say. Over to you. Um, my honourable mention of the year is a game that I uh, spoke about in detail in an episode called... Uh, oh, hang on. What, what episode was it? Ah, Late Night Noir and a Sprinkling of Magic. So that was uh, released in December, that episode. So if you want a full in-depth review, uh, 
go there. Um, so this game that I think definitely deserves an honourable mention is called Tell Me Why. Came out in 2020 uh, as an Xbox exclusive, developed by Microsoft. And I've written notes and then I can't read my own notes. <laughs> uh, 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 don't know. Can't read my own notes. I'll look it up. But anyway, <laughs> it's the people that did Life is Strange. Um, but I, I love this game. Um, I don't think it's a game for everyone. It's a narrative-driven game with a bit of kind of magical realism thrown in. Um, very, very character-driven. But for me, it stayed in my heart. It expressed a lot of things that I thought were really interesting. And it moved in a direction uh it really explores the themes of of truth and lies and i just have never seen that done so well in a game um so if you like something a bit more story driven and heartfelt it's really i really really liked it the characterization was phenomenal um yeah that's all i'll say go and check the proper review out because it's really good <laughs> okay well what about any particular disappointments of the year? Oh, Erin, yeah. we might fall out. No. I, well, this is why we need to do an actual joint review of this game, but my biggest disappointment of the year, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I why you don't like this game. And, uh, uh, I'm, I, it's not that I don't like it, it's that I'm very disappointed in it. So I am still playing it. I've put quite a, a lot more time into it than you have. Um, it's just so big. It's too big. I, I just, I'm depressed looking at the map and being like, well, I still haven't done all of that. I haven't done all of that. I, I don't really care about the, it's so interesting what you said about the story because I was like I hate the story it's so crap that like, I skip it because I don't oh. care <laughs> like I just want to kill people <laughs> um, I'll save this for the big stuff, review stuff. That's the way yeah I want to but sometimes you can't sometimes you've got these other things that you have to do that are really boring <laughs> Um, but also my biggest thing, the only thing I'll say really, because I would like to do an in-depth review of this when I've completed it, um, which will be in about five months because it's so big. Um, but I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since Black Flag. I believe the title, like Assassin's Creed. So I want to assassinate people. That's what I expect to do. And in this game, you just can't really be stealthy. Like, the stealth is so limited. The assassinations are like, they're there. It's part of the game, but that's not really the game. And I want it to be the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you're lying to me. Why do you call yourself Assassin's Creed? And you're not... My, my main objective is not assassinating people. My main objective is like a thousand side missions. Otherwise I can't progress through the story. It's just like, uh, um, but yeah, so. I think that's one of the reasons I like it because the <laughs> approach isn't necessarily the best. Always good. Um, I love 
battles in it. That's... Yeah, I love the battles. I love the battles, but I just want that. I just want battles and fighting and killing people. And mm. not all the other shit, but hey. <laughs> but hey, they, they made a 400-hour game by the looks of it. So <laughs> it's so big. Just why? Why is it so big? Entertain the whole of lockdown for the next. Oh, it's stressing year. me out. Yeah, but it's not fun. Uh, anyway, we'll do a more uh, in detail review of this, uh, which will be fun, I think, because I think we're going to come at it with different opinions, and we can really get into the nitty gritty. Um, so I think that's it. Hey, what about my biggest disappointment? Oh, I'm sorry. What was your yeah. biggest disappointment of 2020, Aaron? So, have you played Far Cry New Dawn? Is that the one that was reskinned version of Far Cry Five, with lots of pretty flowers everywhere? It's kind of a continuation of that, from what I understand. I haven't actually played Far Cry Five, but yeah, it's kind of like um, an, a post-apocalyptic world, which is very lush and uh full of flowers but obviously civilization as we know it has pretty much been destroyed yeah so, and there's the twins right yeah yeah i haven't played it because i really got annoyed with far cry 5 and i just thought i can't go back into that world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you really want to shoot things no which, i don't 100%, but like do you know what and this is going to sound really bad i hate that it's in america yeah, same. I, I was exactly the same. Like, compared to Far Cry 4, which was in, what is it, Karat or something like that? Obviously, it was something that, it was, wasn't it like the Himalayas or something? Somewhere like that. It, I don't think it was an actual place, but yeah. Um, which just had such a charm and, and character because of the way the people were and their culture and stuff. Yeah. It just feels, I don't know, it just feels a bit corny and I don't really enjoy it very much. Um, I'm going to try and c complete it, but yeah, uh, I think for the Far Cry series, I think it's a bit of a disappointment and I look forward to them, you know, releasing Far Cry 6 and hopefully that'll be a real big step in the right direction and getting them back on track with some of their classic games. So yeah, yeah. that's my... I, I'm pretty sure I reviewed Far Cry 5, but I can't remember which episode it was in. But I, yeah, I, I feel I felt much the same. And hence I didn't play New Dawn because it was just a reskinned version of the same game, I think. So I think just slightly different characters. Isn't it the same location? Pretty much. Yeah, I just, um, yeah, I agree with you there. And I, I like you, I'm looking forward to six because I loved, I loved four and I loved Primal. I loved Primal, like probably more than anyone else I know loved Primal. I loved Primal. Um, I just loved being able to ride around on a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> it just made me so happy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to six. Uh, it's interesting, though, because do you, don't you feel like um, Assassin's Creed has become Far Cry? Uh... Like they've forgotten the same game. I, oh, I don't know. I don't... Play a bit more and then see what you think. But that's that was one of my feelings yeah. when I was playing it. I was like, this is just morphing into Far Cry. Like, they're morphing into the same game. It's really weird. Bobby, yeah, so... Reminding me, actually, of um, Shadow of Mordor, the second one, though. Mm, okay, yeah, which I didn't play. I played the first one. 
Yeah, so in all, though, we've had a really good year to play games. So even if the best games... Yeah, exactly. So even if this year wasn't the best year for games, like, it's interesting. If you look at all the games that came out in 2019, those were all... There were so many great games. And the prediction for this year was that there would be loads of great games because we're coming to the end of a console era. And usually the sort of last year of a console era, you get all the best games for that generation. Um, but it just yeah. didn't really happen that way. So it's interesting because when I was looking at games that actually came out this year, I was like, oh, are we feeling that? Are we feeling that? And the game that I was most excited about, which I will mention briefly before we end, was uh, Cyberpunk. And I've got it. And I've played a couple of hours of it, but obviously, as everyone who's interested in games will know, it's got loads of bugs. Um, it's had so many problems. It's okay. I've got an Xbox One X, so I'm not on the sort of entry-level Xbox One. Um, so it's okay. It's not crashing, but I can see that there's sort of like weird lags in action. Also, <laughs> the funniest thing that happened is... Um, I'm playing as a female character and when I look in the mirror, you can, my boobs, dis, like the, my character's boobs appear and then disappear. It's <laughs> just really weird. <laughs> it's just really weird. Like the top suddenly isn't there and then is there. It's just so weird. The, the boob thing happens, has happened to a few people. I've read a few people um, commenting on it. But yeah, it's so that is one of those games that I'm I'm gonna I'll put some more time into it and um hopefully I think the concept is wicked, so hopefully we can do a proper review on it later. But yeah. Well as um time catch it up as well, won't they? As more updates and things get released, you know, yeah. it starts to be a bit Yeah, 100%. Because I think the actual concept behind the game is really cool. And what I've played of it so far, it's a really cool world. Night City is pretty awesome. Um, it's just whether the gameplay can kind of <laughs> handle it. But, you know, you just got to go in with lower expectations, I think, which is a shame because the hype was so big for this game. And obviously we're massive Witcher fans. So, you know, we want the game by that developer to be awesome. Um, yeah, but that was 2020, people. So um, go back and check out some of our older episodes for more in-depth reviews of some of the games we've mentioned. Um, some of the newer games we will be reviewing in the coming weeks. But if you've got any recommendations for us, just get in touch. Let us know. We'll play some games with you uh, or games that you recommend to us because we're all stuck at home now and this is all we have. <laughs> Um, so nice to see you, bro. Nice to see you as well, sister. I'm gonna have to shoot off super quick. So yes, I will see I'll see you all again very soon in another episode of my turn podcast. Thank you. Give us a rate, give us a share, give us a five-star on iTunes. Why not? It really helps. Uh, thank you very much. And that's goodbye from me, Jim. Goodbye from me, Aaron. Bye. Bye.